And with that, the Warriors are one win away from that coveted championship ring. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catchin' Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach. My guy, how are we feeling right now? We're up 3-2, one win away. I mean, we're all excited, right? I mean, that's got to be the vibe right now. My guys, how you been? Champagne's on ice, baby. Champagne's on ice. I'm not going to get too cocky, but I mean... One win away from another championship. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Am I right? 100%. Um, Andrew Wiggins, man of the hour. Double-double in game five. Uh, uh, Coming up big for Steph, who may have had a little too much of Aisha's cooking before game five. (laughs) A little heavy um maybe ate a little bit too much shots weren't falling i just pray for all the people who took the over on steph threes monday night and ended up with zero that's some tough tough luck that is some tough tough luck um but i mean andrew biggins really proved all the doubters wrong let me tell you that he was spectacular put it lightly um he was looking like michael jordan out there he's the he's all right all right jordan you see he's he's maple jordan but not michael jordan Jordan. maple jordan Jordan. he's maple jordan um and once again his defense underrated i saw a stat that he of all the four guys that jason tatum Jason Tatum went up against his lowest field goal percentage is against Andrew Wiggins. Um, surprisingly, the highest is Jimmy Butler. Then it's KD. Then it's um, PJ Tucker uh, or Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, I think. So, yeah. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, man, a true two-way player, folks. True two-way it, player. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, just take a bow. His performance was phenomenal. He was the best player out on the court. Um, he uses advantage. He uses athleticism to his advantage. Drove to the rim, attacked the rim, and just got easy points in the bucket. I mean, we all know what his story was like, correct? In Minnesota, number one pick, number one scoring option, really inefficient scorer. And when he comes to Golden State, we know we've talked about this so many times. The culture shift for Andrew Wiggins completely changed who he is as a player. Now he's probably the second best player in the finals this series, a starter on the NBA championship possible team, and probably one of the best two-way players now. So what a redemption story for Andrew Wiggins. And got to tip the cap to him to finally breaking through and finally finding his spot on a team where he's most comfortable with. So you love to happens, see it. Look what happens when you, when it's just a change of environment. Look what happens. 
And it's a steal. That trade was a heist. He's one win away from an NBA championship. Somewhere I don't think he ever expected to be five years ago at all. I mean, no. he could have. He could have. But not in Minnesota. Not in Minnesota. Exactly. That's, see, that's the moral of the story. That's the moral of the story. There are, the Warriors have separated themselves completely from franchise. I'm not going to use that word. Franchises like the Timberwolves, like the Kings, like the – yeah, I'm not going to uh, drag on the Pistons because of Detroit, <laughs> but not the Pistons. The Pistons have won titles. So um, uh, the Rockets, for example, etc. all those teams. That's what separates – the Warriors have separated themselves from that category of a laughingstock of the league. They draft players for no reason because the players end up leaving that – team three years later and all you just need is a change of environment and it's shown with the andrew wiggins experiment and like ethan said bob myers turned that into andrew wiggins and jonathan kaminga who so far it looks like he's going to be a very good player in this league and a part of the warriors future i mean for d'angelo russell who may not be who may not be on the grizzlies two years from now so props to bob Bob yeah, I mean, another Bob I mean, master class right there, folks. Yeah, props to Bob Myers, but I feel like the main denominator for the Andrew Wiggins success has to be Steph Curry, obviously. Steph Curry. I, I, you know, I know, I know, but I feel like without Steph, it all fails. Without Steph, the Warriors don't. Uh, without, yeah, I know, Draymond, but without Steph, the Warriors don't go from a laughing stock to one of the most respected uh, franchises in the league. Right. So, I mean, Steph's always been the bottom of everything, culture, the system, players. That's why a lot of people want to play with him. Uh, I think that's I think that's a fact, not a cap. So, um, okay, (laughs) okay, But um, we're kind of going on a tangent a little bit, but let's get back to into the game. Right. Um, Steph had we mentioned zero threes, but I feel like he was great. In controlling pace, controlling the tempo, and not turning the ball over as recklessly as he has in the regular season and sometimes in the postseason. He had eight assists. I know that those like one handed over the head, they kind of piss me off sometimes, but luckily he didn't do that. It kind of brings me to the point of the Celtics defense, right? It was kind of like pick your poison between game four and game five, where in game four, the defensive strategy was limit everyone else around Steph and force Steph to beat them. And that didn't work. It kind of worked a little bit, but it didn't work in the end. In game five, the defensive plan was limit Steph and hope everyone else can beat you, which, which let's be honest, looks so much better compared to game four where Everyone was out of rhythm besides Steph compared to this game where everything was clicking. The motion offense was clicking. And as a result of that, you saw the Celtics become really gassed in the fourth quarter. Jason Tatum's shot wasn't falling. Jalen Brown's shots were short. I mean, I think that was just the outcome of having to run around and chasing guys throughout the motion offense. So that was just an interesting point I kind of saw between games four and five. So it was pretty interesting that um, the Celtics kind of steered away from the blitz, 
the drop coverage on Steph and playing the defense that the Warriors are so accustomed to seeing, right? So um, do you, I want to kind of interested to know how would you see the Celtics going defensively in game six? Like, do you want to go the game four route? Or do you want to go the game five route? Uh, I think they want to go the game four route. I think they want to take everything away from the Warriors as they saw how Andrew Wiggins performed. Take everything away from Steph and just let Steph beat them by himself. I think after they see game five, they show that Steph was – he can have one of those stinkers. So eliminate all options besides Steph Curry and let Steph Curry beat them by beat them by himself. Which I mean, a little bit risky if we're being honest here. But I would I I, I wouldn't I I, I would I, I could expect it. I could expect it. I mean, it's game six, so you know who's gonna come out and play. Uh, Mr. Game Clay six Clay. <laughs> so he's going to find his way. Um, Steph, last time he came off a stink, a game with zero threes, he scored 13. 13. He had 13 of them. (laughs) So the Celtics are not in a good spot history wise with the legend of game six clay and how Steph comes post post horrific shooting clay. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think, I don't think it matters, honestly. I don't think it matters what they do. I think I think personally what they're going to do is they're just going to eliminate all options and let Steph beat them by himself, which I think is a little bit of a risky option, but I see that as a possibility from seeing Andrew Wiggins' performance, how Clay performed in Game 5. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went the Game 5 route. Um, but the downside behind that is where – the Celtics were gassed. Jason exactly. Tatum airballed it like two that's, or three times. But yeah. Just, yeah, I just think they'll probably go what they did in game four. I just think that they didn't they're, – they're not trying to go all gas, no breaks, and not have any gas left in the tank for game seven if it goes there. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Celtics, you had two consecutive game seven series. And it's kind of, it's been going the distance and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been playing a ton of minutes. So, I mean, you can tell the wear and tear is starting to get to them a little bit. And which is why Steph is so great is because even if the series goes long, his conditioning is insane. So uh, I know where both Steph stands, but. Um, Where's and tears that D? Oh, stop it. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We'll get into <laughs> we'll get into Draymond Green. All right. Um Draymond Green hasn't been playing great this series, but game five, he was pretty good. Let's let's be real here. Um, no dumb turnovers, took every advantage of what the def- defense gave him. Um just kind of played in the motion offense system pretty well. That's as a result because of how they blitz Steph. We saw in game four where the drop coverage neutralizes Draymond, but in game five, we saw how the four on three situation is where Draymond excels and that he showed. Although he did foul out, uh, I still loved what he brought on the court. 
um, especially on the defensive end. I feel like he was great against Jalen Brown. He forced Jalen Brown into a lot of tough shots, and he showed why he was, well, he was or is a defensive player of the year. Um, he showed that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and we know. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we look at the third quarter, right, known as the third quarter Warriors, and they kind of scared us a little bit with how they they came back. They... I was going crazy, man. I was, like, screaming at the TV. <laughs> Same here. Well, like, um, what do you think allowed that comeback? Because we kind of – the Warriors had a great momentum, up 12, going to halftime, and all of a sudden – the Celtics go on a 7-0 run, and then they start leading by, like, two or three. And what do you think? Perimeter defense, bad perimeter defense, first of all. The Celtics were 0 for 12 from three-point range, and then they hit eight. Eight of them in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Eight of them. Um, it's just lack of effort, lack of everything. They weren't locked in to start the third quarter. Um. And I think the Celtics really turned that switch on like they did in the fourth quarter of game one. And, I mean, when a team's hot and you're playing good defense, I mean, what can you do? But the Warriors just weren't focused at all in the third quarter. And then they turned it back on, got the lead back, and it was history. So just can't let that happen and do a do-or-die game seven if that comes – if that uh, ends up happening. I just hope that the Warriors don't go into Boston and play unserious like how they did in game five against Memphis. Um, I feel like they had to come out guns blazing. They got to take the the Celtics best punch because we all know that the Celtics are going to come out swinging. This is an elimination game for the Celtics at home. So the Warriors just can't come out slow unserious no game plan because we do not want to see game seven stress on our hands i don't want i don't want to be a part of that i'm trying to be down honestly now see this see it's like uh i mean it would be sick to see them winning game six because they're winning in boston and all that but i mean game seven that's the two best words in sports besides when your team's not playing so i mean Stress level would be through the roof. I just like the Warriors to take care of business Thursday night, get it over with, um, celebrate with some cigars, get the champagne out, um, have some fun, and then the rest is history. There's Steph's Clay and Draymond's fourth title. I mean, it, that's what I would prefer to happen. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and that's what. That's just what needs to happen. Urgent, they need to come out. It's like a boxing fight. There's 12 rounds. They got to give the Celtics their best punch every single round. Every single round. That's all I'm saying. Um, 100%. We're one way away. We're one win away. We're one win away. That's, how, that's crazy how, to say, how I say that. It's one win away, baby. 
I just love the ASMR. Um, <laughs> one went away from an NBA title. Wow. It's been a long two years. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, we look at we look at the tank season and then we look at the mediocre season and then we look at where we're at now. I mean, it was a great, I would say, journey. Uh, a stressful journey, but a rewarding um, result, if that makes any sense. Makes total sense. But one went away Thursday night, game six. Boston, TD Garden, should be electric. Electric. Um, I just can't believe their one went away. That That's just mind-blowing to me. After what this team and this organization has been through these past two years, do and plus, doubt the let's remember of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Let's remember uh, the Warriors weren't really meant to be here in the beginning of the season. So, they were they were just going to be a playoff team, get second round bounce. But look at where we're at in the finals and one win away. Got to take care of business. Got to close it out and just celebrate when they got the job done. Exactly. Like Kobe said, like Kobe said, job's not finished yet. Oh, dear. Yeah, job's not <laughs> finished. Job's not finished. But one went away. Shout out to Joe Lakeup, getting his money up. Um, That is uh, <laughs> – that'll do it for episode 102. <laughs> Of the Catching Dubs podcast. Um, game six, Thursday night. Clay Thompson legacy game. Game six, Clay in the building, hopefully. Um, and we'll catch you in the next one, I'm sure. Yes, sir. They say girls have more fun. So what? So you should enjoy yourself, yeah, yeah. You should enjoy.